This is the What Happened Today podcast, your daily history podcast that tells you what happened on this day in history. Brought to you by the Productive Leisure Network, online, ProductiveLeisureNetwork.com, and on Facebook and Twitter, at Prod Leisure. I'm your host, Will Floyd, and what happened today, December 7th, in 1946, the Weinkauf Hotel in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, caught fire, resulting in most of the interior of the building being burned and killing 119 people inside the hotel. The Weinkauf Fire is still to this day the deadliest hotel fire in all of American history. And part of why it is still the deadliest fire is that it caused great changes in the way that fire safety was thought of for any large-scale buildings. Naturally, a hotel is perhaps one of the worst places for a massive fire to break out. There are lots of people always in a hotel, and they are in relatively little space. Even compared to a large apartment building, there is less space per person. And with staff throughout it, there's a concern. But what is most remarkable about the Weinkauf Hotel and the fact that it caught fire is that it was advertised as being, quote-unquote, absolutely fireproof. This was even put on its stationery. And it was able to say this because that is actually the way that insurance companies thought of the hotel, that it was absolutely fireproof. In one way, this was absolutely true. The building still stands, and in fact, is a hotel again. Although it's no longer called the Weinkauf Hotel, it is the Ellis Hotel. It's the same layout, the same exact building. And the reason that this made it absolutely fireproof was that it was built with the right kind of steel structure that it was not going to go down in a normal fire. For insurance purposes, for the owners, the building was fireproof. That didn't actually help the owners, because among the casualties was actually William Fleming Weinkoff and his wife, Grace Weinkoff. Weinkoff was the builder in the hotel's namesake, and he lived on the 10th floor of the 15 floors. The Weinkoff Hotel was built in 1913, and apart from being absolutely fireproof, there wasn't really much to remark on it, other than it was a pretty decent and typical hotel. It was built essentially in an H. There were elevators in a middle hallway and then larger hallways to the side that had most of the guest rooms. However, there was one stairway inside the building. And while it was built out of non-combustible materials, mostly steel and concrete, it was not built with fire-resistant doors. And this proved to be the real problem, because it was found that a partially burned mattress was located on the third floor landing of the stairwell. Firefighters and authorities believed, after the fire had been put out and it was investigated, that this was the origin. What was obvious from the moment was that the fire was first reported from the fifth floor, somewhere around 3.15 a.m., by a bellboy who then contacted the night manager, who frantically called the fire department. But by this point, it was probably too late. Although a fire alarm was not sounded, this was not part of the protocol for the absolutely fireproof building, probably people could not have escaped. Because the stairway was where the fire began and there was one stairway, no one from the fifth floor up could get down it. There was no chance. The fire had leapt up the stairways and was now burning through other places. Additionally, smoke was going on. And the real danger in any fire is actually the smoke proceeding ahead of the fire, because that will kill people by smoke inhalation. 
And the wine caught fire that killed a few people, as did some people actually getting burned in their sleep. Also, because of the way that people didn't quite understand how fires operate, many decided to open windows, which actually created drafts that attracted the fire and helped it spread. But people also opened windows for a different reason. Being trapped, many people jumped out of the windows from the fifth floor and above. And in fact, this is how a surprising number of people actually died. It was estimated that of the 119 deaths that day, 32 were from those who tried to jump out or descend through ropes. Perhaps most tragically, there were 40 high school students at the Weinkauf that night who were part of the state YMCA of Georgia on a program to interest youth in government. They were almost all at the back of the hotel on an alley. There were shutters on all of these rooms that were supposed to help with privacy from the building next door. Any of the rooms with shutters had deaths for everyone in them from the fifth floor up. The other famous moment of the Weinkauf Hotel fire was actually taken by a 24-year-old graduate student at Georgia Tech named Arnold Hardy, who, as an amateur photographer, showed up on the scene and caught a woman named Daisy McCumber falling into nets held by the fire department. Obviously, Hardy had heard the alarms and the sirens coming from the fire department and showed up. Hardy would end up winning the Pulitzer Prize for Photography, being the first person as an amateur to win the Pulitzer Prize for Photography. It showed in some ways the way that no one really knew what was going on. The only person who could get a great photo of the fire actually didn't capture the fire. He captured a woman escaping it and was an amateur. The surprising nature of the Weinkauf fire had its biggest impact on fire codes. In addition to being a massive fire causing an unreal number of deaths in and of itself, the Weinkauf fire also followed quickly on the heels of the LaSalle Hotel fire in Chicago, where on June 5th, 1946, 61 people died. Additionally, at the Canfield Hotel in Dubuque, Iowa, in June 19th, 19 people had died in a fire. But it was the Weinkauf that truly sparked a change in fire codes. The idea that this was somehow absolutely fireproof and yet 119 people died because of a fire was obviously ridiculous. And because both the LaSalle fire and the Weinkauf fire had featured fires on stairs that were the only means of escape, no one could go down. This also made insurers have to realize that something could only be absolutely fireproof if it protected the lives of the people inside of the building from fire. In fact, the governor of Georgia at the time, Ellis Arnold, said that the public is being defrauded when a hotel is advertised as fireproof, but really isn't. And so this changed it. And in fact, there was not a massive hotel fire for years. As to the Weinkauf Hotel itself, it naturally had to close down. Its interior was completely damaged and ruined. Also, its owner had passed away. But in 1951, the hotel reopened under the name the Peachtree Hotel on Peachtree. And this time, it had fire alarms throughout the whole hotel and an automated sprinkler system. But by the 1960s, the hotel was failing and it was handed over to the Georgia Baptist Convention. By the 21st century, it would be renovated as a boutique hotel. But the building is still most famous as being the Weinkauf Hotel, the place where a massive fire broke out, killing 119 people, including the hotel's owners, as they were trapped inside of the burning building, which is what happened today, December 7th in 1946. That will do it for today's episode, but as always, please check back in tomorrow for a brand new episode because we are a daily history podcast and we do put out a new episode each and every day. You can also find all of our episodes on our website, ProductiveLeisureNetwork.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you are listening to us on either iTunes or Stitcher, please 
Subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating, and leave a review, because those are the ways you can help us to get onto charts and be heard by brand new listeners. You can also help us out a bit more directly by going to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash productiveleisure, and becoming one of our patrons. At Patreon, patrons give small monthly contributions to support ongoing creative work, like a podcast network. So if you want to hear more of the What Happened Today podcast or any other Productive Leisure Network podcast, please go to patreon.com slash productiveleisure and become one of our patrons today. You can also follow us for updates on everything to do with the Productive Leisure Network on Facebook and Twitter at Prod Leisure. Thanks for listening and see you tomorrow.